But I feel like at that point, the AI would be smart enough to be like, look, this dude never like abused the technology, so I'll leave them alone. This dude's peddling in kitty porn. We're going to kill him. <laughs> well, I don't know. I was listening to NPR this morning, and one of the programs was talking about how media has changed in the past, you know, four years. And they were saying that Microsoft had created a bot that they programmed to interact with people on Twitter and Facebook <laughs> okay. to learn to learn how to talk to people. Yeah. And they said that within six weeks it had been taught to be a Nazi. <laughs> dance, monkey, dance. Welcome to this week's episode of Dance Monkey Dance. I'm Chris. I'm John. How you doing, John? I'm doing good. I feel relaxed <laughs> since you know Wednesday at noon. Did, did you did you Don't feel know what happened? Did you feel like 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 a weight get lifted off of you? I did. I did, and I I was in the habit of watching like the last hour of Don Lemon. Every night, every week, nice to see you know what other bullshit was being pulled by the the Cheeto in chief. <laughs> <laughs> and now CNN is just boring. Uh, I'm, well, I mean that's the thing. Like that first day when they held a press conference and people were like, "Wait, they're not going to yell at the press? Like they're not calling no. the media the the enemy of the people? Like this is so weird." I know, right? They're do they're doing, um press meetings and yeah like every day Fauci is back Fauci looks 10 years younger I, isn't that weird <laughs> yeah it's bizarre yeah there was a great sigh of relief um once once both the president and vice president were inaugurated where i i felt like for the first time in four years where i didn't have to like worry about like what the next thing was gonna be mm-hmm and yeah, I mean, it's like we haven't heard anything in the past week. It's been wonderful. Yeah. I mean, when you get rid of a narcissist and take all of his communication powers away on the Internet, you know, hey, yeah, what are you going to do? Yep. Yeah. And, you know, love him or hate him. Uh, Joe is actually getting shit done. He is, but gas prices went up, Chris. So? You knew that was going to happen. Price I, of gas was going up. I got news for people. That shit is not because of the, who's in the Oval Office. No matter what the people there want to say, gas prices is based on like their trading prices. Exactly. And the, the, the stock market was doing really well. So, you know, whatever. Uh, yeah. 
I mean, and when you see the shit that Biden now has to deal with, that there was no vaccination plan, mm-hmm. that there was no vaccine vaccine um, stockpile. So can we sue Trump for malpractice? You would think so. I think we can sue him for crimes against humanity and lock his ass up. Well, I I think there's already a, a move afoot to get him behind bars on to multiple things. Fucking family. Yeah. If the Senate is smart enough to actually convict him, that means we won't have to deal with having to pay for Secret Service for him and his kids forever. For, forever. Well, and his kids weren't entitled to it until he, until he did an executive that. order before he walked out of the House. Yeah, can't Biden re- like turn that over? Be like, no. Well, he's not. put a stop to a lot of his last um, orders. Saying that, and even his pardon, saying it's like, yeah, they they weren't done correctly. So, <laughs> sorry, you know this asshole that they they wanted to put into the uh, uh, was he national security? Yeah, it was something like that. Yeah, and you're like, yeah, no, we're gonna put a hold on your your job, and we're gonna research it, and um, yeah, you might want to get the resume brushed off. <laughs> Hey, whatever, whatever they can do, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. So it's, it's a brighter day, Chris. Did you, did, did, was it emotional for you? Was the inauguration em- emotional at all for you? No. No? No. It was... I have no feelings. <laughs> <laughs> it was for I have me. No really? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, being, being, having it, having a daughter and, the the last four years of somebody who speaks out against um, people of of Hispanic descent and of African American descent and just showing what a sh- what a shit person he actually is mm-hmm. to have a half black half Indian woman as the vice president as a somebody that my daughter can look up to was right. a little emotional. Mm-hmm. And it was at that point where no matter what happened, Trump was gone. Like if somebody had taken a shot at Biden up on the, up on the thing when he was giving his speech, Harris was still there. Right. Like it was over anyway. So it was mm-hmm. just a big like relief thing for me. Yeah. And I, I think all of the pro Trumpers in Congress and stuff were starting to come to the realization that they need to be gone with him. They need to get over it. You know, Mitch McConnell didn't go to his little 21 gun send off. Neither did a uh, Pence. No, no. And I will give it to Pence, even though I don't like him as a person. I don't, I don't agree with the shit that he says about people or whatever. Him stepping up in the last couple of days to do basically what Trump should have done. I, I'll give him a little bit of respect for that, but mm-hmm. because Pence knows where the future lies, it's not with Trump. Oh God, no! It's showing up and saying, "Look what I did to all the people that are still going to be in power in four years." Yeah, but too little, too late. No, and I I totally agree with that. I totally agree with too little, too late. But I'm happy that he just didn't disappear too, and there was some semblance of somebody in charge. Mm-hmm. 
instead of being all pissy because Lady Gaga decided to sing at the inauguration and Trump couldn't get anybody a list to show up for his. Well, what does that tell you? You, you mean Ted Nugent wasn't available? <laughs> uh, I mean, there's lots of people who approach. Couldn't, couldn't they get Nickelback? You would think. You would think. You no, know, I mean, I can somebody. get Nickelback. <laughs> get Ben Shapiro to show up and give a, a racist talk of some kind. Yeah, there you go. Look, I'm sure they could have found somebody, but, you know, Trump only wants the best. Yeah. It was a very weird, surreal moment when I was watching the coverage and Barack Obama was walking around and I'm like, why does that dude in the foreground look familiar? And whoever was the commentator was like, yes, that is Alex Rodriguez standing in front of um, Biden or not Biden Mm -hmm. in front of Obama. And I was like, what the fuck? And they were like, because JLo's here to sing. I was like, oh, that's weird. But okay, Mm -hmm. whatever. I w- yeah. I wasn't too impressed with J Lo, but whatever. I I I wasn't impressed with anybody until the nighttime show. You didn't what you didn't like the the twenty one year old. Um, oh yeah, she was great. Yeah, she she's the fucking future. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, put put that girl everywhere. <laughs> there there was a there was a picture um, that on Twitter of her picture next to the kid that gunned down those people at the protest over the summer Rittenhouse. Yeah. And it said it, it over hers. It says, um, a democratic teenager and Republican teenager over the other kid. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, that's about right. Mm, yeah. In today's Republican party, you know, we're, well, Ted Cruz it, is the future, I guess. Oh, Jesus. And Holly and the, the dumbass in the wheelchair, Cawthorn. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and and the other batshit crazy one who wants to bring her gun on on the floor. Yep. And there was one who got detained because he tried to bring a gun through the metal detectors. Yeah, because they tried they, to run past like Secret Service or whatever. Yeah, and they sent him away. I said, "No, you're not being allowed in." So, well, I'll, you can take the gun. No, that's not how it works. No. Nope. He you? said, "You know, I'm I'm here to vote." Yeah, well, you fucked up. <laughs> there you go. Well, and that's good that they're not backing down on that shit. No, but I think I think they should be a whole lot more aggressive. Yeah. I I think you try it once, you get slapped in in irons, and that's it. <laughs> yeah, Ted Cruz this week. Did you see the thing where? Uh... He got all pissy on Twitter about the going back into the the Paris Climate Accords because he didn't feel we should be benefiting the people of Paris. Uh, yes, that, the that, graduate. that that we were more about the people of Paris than the people of Pittsburgh, and it's like that's not what that means, dude. Mm-hmm. And Pittsburgh was like, um, we were all for the Paris Accords. Like, what are you trying to say? Like, right. Dumbass. Oh, God. Future of America, though. He's going to well, run the for president of, in four years. Well, so is little Marco. <laughs> I mean, it, it's, it's that girl. It's that 21-year-old girl. Yep. How, how could she influence her people? And I really, and I really do mean her people. 
It's like she needs to be a role model. She needs to be somebody that they aspire to. Mm-hmm. Um, I I was in uh, the grocery store last week, and there were seven black guys, and the two two of them were huge. I mean, they were like freaking seven feet tall, three hundred pounds. Okay, no mask. No masks. One of their asshole friends who looked like Lil Wayne with his, his uh, gold-plated grill wasn't wearing a mask. And people from the, the store were, like, walking by them. Nobody said a word. It's like, big sign up front says, got to wear a mask to come in. Yep. They're not wearing masks. So either you provide them with masks or you ask them to leave. Yeah, exactly. And that's your responsibility. If you want to be open for business then you need to follow the goddamn rules. Yep. Yep. But I know, absolutely agree. But those are the people who need to be influenced. Yeah, I, I can see that. You know, it's like every time I see, because especially down here in Florida, you know, some poor little black kid gets left in a, in a van at, at preschool or some, you know, some five-year-old gets shot riding his bike by some gangbangers. It's like, how do you fix that part of the culture? Right. You don't want white people doing it because then you've got that Messiah complex. It's like, well, you know, they're just here to, to fix everything. It's like, no, you've got to give them the resources to help themselves. Yeah. And I don't know how we're going to do that. I don't know either. I, I do think it was great that during the uh, the uh, 50 states that were all supposed to be getting huge violent protests – I don't know what state it was, but there was one where it was one guy showed up with a with a rebel flag. I saw that. Yeah, that was sad. It's like, yeah, losers. <laughs> losers. Okay? That's all it is. Losers. It's it's telling how quickly they abandoned Trump. Oh yeah. I did I, I did enjoy all the videos that popped up on like on um YouTube and Facebook and stuff of the people that were crying because they didn't understand. They were told there was a plan Mm -hmm. and it was like, no, they were just trying to get your money. That's all it is. There was no plan. Nobody's coming to help you. And if you, if you really feel that way, I hope that when this president sends you money that you've rejected out of your beliefs of like, he's no good for the country. Right. Cause that's what all the Trump people told me. Mm-hmm. Oh, well then you better not take your stimulus check. Okay. Whatever. That's, well, that's right. Oh, you're on food stamps. Yeah. We're going to take those back. <laughs> it's like, no, sorry. Maybe we just need a lot of, a lot of, uh, prison work farms in like Tennessee or something. Yeah. Maybe eventually you'll get the hint. I mean, I'm still all for them walling off Texas. And sending any all of the motherfuckers to Texas with Trump, and he oh, you just king. readjust the just readjust the wall. Yeah, it's all you have to do. Just readjust the wall. I mean, they don't want to be part of the country anyway, so let's cut mm-hmm. them off. Right. You don't get any U.S. money, and you know that's it. Yep. If only. Thanks for playing. Yeah. <laughs> I hope Biden's a badass. Yeah. We'll see. And Kamala. 
Kamala. Kick some butt. I want to see her go man to man with that bimbo. Where's she from? Georgia. Which one? The one who wants to bring her gun on the floor of the Senate. She's from Arizona. Oh, she's from Arizona. Yeah. Oh. The it's the crazy batshit blonde QAnon woman that brought um, impeachment charges against Biden on the first day. She's from Georgia. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I was so relaxed before we talked. I'm sorry. Now you're just proving that there's still so much work to be done. Well, absolutely. But. <laughs> so, so where's that new, where's that new vaccine that they were talking about in the comic book where it's going to like prevent you from having kids for three generations? Cause I think there's parts of the country that has to go to. <laughs> I'm just saying where, where's John Cusack. Load up a truck for Georgia. Load up a truck for Kentucky. Uh, yeah. Yeah, well, maybe that's what the coronavirus is. Maybe we're all going to find out that, like, the people that got affected, infected can't have kids anymore. Oh, wouldn't that be nice? <laughs> Germ warfare. Uh, you never know. Yeah. Uh, yay! Yay! the future <laughs> so so now that you said future i spent a lot of this week in the past mm -hmm. um i have been dragging around every place that i have ever moved to a bunch of boxes <laughs> off of stuff Body parts no <laughs> Just, okay. just stuff, just things that I have acquired over the years that have sat in boxes that I've, I haven't gone through. Okay. Um, and I have dragged them literally from the day that I moved out of my parents' house in 1997, mm -hmm. 98, um, and have followed me through every single move that I've made, never looking through the boxes, never I would get things and put thing, more things in the boxes okay. and then put them away and then just drag them with me. So I decided this week that I was going to go through them all and get rid of anything that I hadn't looked at or seen or um, forgot that I had, but like have no use for. Okay. And I found a bunch of shit that I got rid of. I think I, I think the count is like, 10 or 11 boxes of stuff that I've thrown out. Oh crap. Yeah. And it was literally, literally crap. Like looking through, it was some of the stuff. Like I found notebooks upon notebooks of stuff that, um, I took notes for when I worked at the place in Arkansas. Okay. And I don't know why I kept them, but it went in a box and traveled here with me. Okay. Um, but one of the things that I've, uh, two, two things that I found that I find kind of fascinating is the first is I found a box with a bunch of, um, photo packs in it. Like when you used to have to go get film developed, mm -hmm. um, looking through them all, I have discovered that I was a very impatient photographer. And okay. I would buy film for a specific thing and then not take the entire roll of whatever that was. And I would shoot the rest of the film for like just stupid stuff. 
Just to, yeah. Just okay. to finish the role. Just so you could finish the role. And okay. so that I could get it developed. Well, it turns out that most of the things that I took pictures of was my parents' house. Okay. I would just walk around and shoot pictures of different rooms. But now I have this really weird time capsule of my parents' house. <laughs> okay. That I'm going to put together and I'm going to give it to my dad and be like, from me growing up, like this is, this is all the things that have changed in your house. Um, and the other thing was I found a box that contained um, something that you gave me. Okay. And it, it goes back to my 30th birthday. And it was so important to you that you just like put it in a box and I haven't looked at it in well, years. Well, I kept it because it was sentimental to me. Mm-hmm. Do you, <laughs> do you remember my 30th birthday? Was that the one at Cheryl's house? Yes. Okay. Yes. So that was where you gave me the, the Boba Fett painting, which, mm-hmm. st- which has gone with me everywhere I've ever been since then and still hangs on the wall behind me. Um, but what I found was the birthday card you gave me. Oh, <laughs> the one that was in our bash. I was going to I was about to say, I, I opened the one, like the, there was a stack of cards and stuff. So I was going through them and I opened one and it was all in Arabesh. And I was like, huh? Okay. I wonder what this was. And the very next envelope was the same exact thing, but in English. Right. And I was like, and it was from you and it was this really nice thing. And I was like, Oh man, but I kept them because it, it meant a lot to me. Mm-hmm. So you okay. should, Jesus Christ, man. No, that's, that, that's lovely. That's a lovely thought, Chris. It really is. It's a love. I love you, man. Oh, Jesus. I was trying to be sentimental and nostalgic, and you just shit all over it, but whatever. <laughs> no, that's wonderful. So now I'm going to throw them out. Fuck you. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I mean, what I should have done was only given you one in our bash and, and waited for figure it out translate it yeah yes <laughs> uh yeah it was an it was an interesting experience going through all them a lot of stuff was like oh holy fuck i forgot about those yeah and a lot of it was why the fuck did i keep this i mean there's still a ton of shit in my attic and mm-hmm. things i probably should have gotten rid of but i'm i guess you know I don't know really what to do with it at this point. Yeah. I mean, and, and does it have value to anyone but you see, that's what I don't know. Like, (laughs) like there, there's a clear distinction when you look at the stuff that I have packed away Mm -hmm. that at one point I, I was, I loved what I was buying. Like, okay. Well, hear me out. So there, there was, there's a, there's a line that I can see of really liking what I bought and then becoming a collector. Okay. There is boxes full of action figures and collectibles that aren't in the box. And then there is a, they're just sitting loose. Well, I was smart enough to put them all in individual Ziploc bags with their, with all their accessories okay. and things like okay. that. 
but there was a time when I had a, I had this thing of collecting every single, um, action figure of anybody in the movies that was considered a Jedi. Okay. And I have them all, I have them all and they're all loose. Okay. And at some point I made the conscious decision of when I bought stuff, I didn't take it out of the package anymore. And so I have a whole bunch of stuff and it even goes with those. Do you remember those, uh, McFarlane star Wars extreme figures? They were, you mean the, the unleashed, the unleashed. Yeah. That's what it was. Yeah. I only have two. So, so I have about 10 of them. Okay. For some reason, eight of those are out of the package. Two of those are in the package in a box. Okay. And I don't know why. I don't know why I stopped Who's in the package? Anakin. Like from episode three and somebody else that I blanked on. Okay. But all the other ones, like I have Princess Leia and uh, Han running up the ramp. Yep. I've Um, got that one and I've got Chewbacca. Darth Maul. With the flames. Uh, yeah. Is he like in the middle of like a bunch of flames spinning around him? Yes. Yep. I have Boba Fett escaping from the Sarlacc pit. I've, I've got a bunch. And so I don't know why I made the decision at that point not to open those. Okay. But now today, whenever I get something, it stays in the package and I've become a collector as opposed to somebody that will look at and handle and (laughs) play with, play with. Yeah. Okay. I've got like four um, bankers boxes full of Boba Fett stuff. Okay. That I just don't have room to display. Mm-hmm. It's all like, I don't know if any of that stuff is valuable. I don't know if anybody would want any of that. Like, right. You know, there was, there was all kinds of collectibles that I found from where we used to work that they would, they would hand out for stuff. Do you have your your Millennium Wind Chime, the the worst corporate gift we ever got? No. Um, oh. What I do have is the the pin set from two thousand. Okay. That we got for Christmas. Yep. And I was like, it's still in the original white box, and like they've never been taken out. So I go on eBay. There's like five hundred of them, all for yeah. like ten bucks. Yep. And I was like, okay, that's not worth anything. And I'm just going through all the shit and it's like, none of this is worth anything anymore. Mm -hmm. I don't know if it'll ever be worth anything, but at this point I can't say it will be. Yeah. My, my pile of shit to put on eBay keeps getting bigger and bigger. (laughs) But I mean, is it, it's not worth it to put it on there if like, if it's not worth the, the cost to ship it. Yeah. If, if packaging and shipping it, it's, it's just not worth it anymore. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Like, yeah, I have, I have an entire box full of, um, Farscape figures. Okay. That I collected. They've been sitting in a, a, like, like a box of its own for years. And I was like, all right, maybe I'll try to sell those to like Farscape fans somewhere. Yeah. None of all the ones on eBay are sitting up there for like months. Yeah. And nobody's buying them and it's like, okay. So I guess they're just going to sit in the friggin' attic. 
I don't know. It's, it's a weird, it's a weird thing. And I don't know if it's pandemic based. I don't know if it's, I think that with the type of things we collect, there is that oversaturation of the market. There's stuff that you think has value to it, but so do, you know, six dozen other people. Right. Right. So, yeah, it's, it's weird. It's, and that makes me think, well, why am I, why am I keeping them everything in boxes then? Right. And I guess, I guess at my age, it's just easier to dust things if you don't have to like, <laughs> you know, if you don't have to like take them down individually and like clean them off. And that's my next project. Dusting everything, dusting everything off. That's on my shelves now. Cause I have four shelves that sit in front of me. And yeah. they're, all four of them are filled with shit. I have an entire Boba Fett shelf that's covered in stuff, mm-hmm. but I have four boxes sitting in the attic. I have a problem. You do. You need therapy. Uh, yeah, I do. What's really fucked up is I got rid of like 10 boxes worth of shit the amount of stuff that I have 3d printed and have collected to 3d print stuff like tools uh-huh. and things. Uh huh. Just if I was to box them up would be 10 more boxes of things. Right. Like I've made my, my life a little bit easier if I ever move again. <laughs> and that's about uh, it. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's tough to be a collector. I definitely see the the upside to minimalism, man. You need to do the Marie Kondo way of of organizing your stuff. You have to hold each piece in your hand and say, does this bring me joy? And if it doesn't, then time to get rid of. Yep. Well, I mean, that's basically what I did with everything in the attic. Was it? I mean, I literally went through every single box and opened every piece of paper and looked at everything and made it that conscious decision. Of like, I'm never going to look at this again and mm. threw it out. So. Yes. I need my own museum. Uh, that's the thing. Like, I mean, I always thought about like having a nerd bar might be kind of fun. Well, okay. If... And then I could sell all my shit to myself. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's, that's a, that's a possibility. I would be, I'd be willing to send you a bunch of shit for your nerd bar. If, oh, be swell. if you were ever to do that. Mm-hmm. I mean, cause I have some good shit. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and that's like, I thought about that too. Like, like we have a friend who lives in California, uh, Mario, Uh who loves Star Trek. I have a shit ton of Star Trek stuff. Uh Things that like, I'm never going to take out of the box. I have an entire like bridge playset that they released back in the early nineties that I had saved up for and bought 
I've never put it together. It's all original in the packaging. Like he just got married. I'm like, maybe I should send it to him as a fucking wedding gift. Mario got married. Yeah. To a human. <laughs> That's why his last name. is What? You didn't. Oh, I shouldn't have said that on the podcast, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Wait a second. Let me make a note so I can bleep that out. <laughs> yes, he he met somebody uh I think on a job. I think she okay. worked uh on a film set and they got married recently. Oh, well good for him. Yeah. Yeah, and he hyphened his last name to include hers. Wow, that's woke. It's very progressive. Wow. And they just bought, I think they just bought a house. Well, things must be going well in California. I guess so. Either that or so many people are dying that they're just trying to fill houses. <laughs> they're just squatting? Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of death... Um, yes? Because you know how much I love segues. Um, legend was lost the other day. Several legends. Several legends. Well, okay. Which legend are we talking about? In entertainment or sports? Uh, I was uh, entertainment. Okay. Larry King was the person I was thinking of. Yes. Um, died. Hey, at, in the air. <laughs> died at eighty-seven, eighty-two, eighty-seven, yeah. something like that. Yep. Um went into the hospital for COVID and they're not saying whether that was what he died of, but I'm sure but. that it had complications that led to his death. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And then we lost, um, Oh, the, the God, why can't I think of his name? The sports guy, Hank Aaron, Hank Aaron, Hank Aaron. Yep. Yeah. It's another shitty week for deaths. So, yeah, I mean, Larry, he died at the age of 87 and interviewed everybody at mm-hmm. one point or another. Even my Bialik. <laughs> <laughs> Twice. Was that like a big get or are you saying like, I like don't know. anybody that, could have been interviewed by Larry King? Yes. Chelsea Handler put up something on Twitter that basically she said that, um, when her dog died, Larry called her to tell her that um, dogs are very special in people's lives. And, and she always appreciated that. And it was like, wow, OK, that's kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, somebody else had a story like that. I don't remember what it was. Yeah, apparently he was like a really, really nice guy. Yeah, good for him. He interviewed the Muppets at one point. And then he got replaced by that douchebag, douchebag Piers Morgan. Uh, yeah, and that didn't last too long. Nope. Nope. But. But we had another death this week, too, from the sci-fi entertainment world. Who? Mira Furlan. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yes, she was on Babylon 5 and lost. Lost. Yep. She was the crazy French woman. Yeah. 
I didn't. Uh, Babylon it's Five is one of those. Fine. Yeah, but apparently her health had been declining for a while. Well, she didn't look too uh, too healthy that year. We saw her at. Oh, maybe we didn't see her. Maybe she was at Walker Stalker when they had a, the Lost reunion. Oh. But she just kind of sat on stage. Oh. Like she wasn't really engaged. She didn't really talk much. Yeah, it didn't seem like like it was a surprise. Yeah. To the people that knew her. Um. Yeah, I Babylon Five is one of those sci-fi shows that I never really got into, and I know that it's got a huge following. Is that the one with Bruce Boxleitner? Yes. Okay. And uh, Flounder from uh, Animal House? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> the the It was right on the cusp of, like, green screen visual effects on a TV budget, but, mm-hmm. like, not like Star Trek The Next Generation. It was, like, way cheaper than that. And I never really got into it because the special effects didn't look great. Mm, okay. But yeah, she was she was main part of that cast, so. Yeah, definitely. <clears throat> yeah, that's a shame. Sad. Mm-hmm. Life is fleeting. <laughs> Do it now, because you never know when time runs that. out. Exactly. Wow. But on the good news, and speaking of Muppets, did you see that Disney Plus is going to now have the old Muppet show? All five seasons. Yep. Now, I wonder if they've gone and they've paid all the music rights. Oh. Because a lot the last DVD release, mm-hmm. seasons one through three, I think, yeah, um, had some cut scenes. Oh. Because of music rights. I would assume that they're just taking those DVDs and putting them on television you think yeah Uh, yeah it's it's always a weird weird thing like that there there have been movies that i have watched i think on disney plus and on amazon where i figured like you'd get a good transfer and it's yeah it's like a dvd copy Oh, it's really poor quality. Yeah, that just gets ripped and put onto their servers or something because I don't remember. Lazy bastards. I don't remember what it was. I think it was on Amazon Prime. It was it was a movie from like the nineties, but it was and I know that I've I've seen it before in like sixteen by nine and it was on four by three on on Amazon and I was like, why, why would you do that? Yeah. Like we have the technology and I know those exist. Right. It's not just cropping. I mean, it was a full 16 by nine thing that I've seen of it. So it was just, I don't even think I finished whatever I was watching. Huh? Well, that's like when Disney plus started showing the Simpsons and some of them were in the wrong format. Uh, yeah. Because they're it's just like, why didn't you that. do your, yeah, you're, you're just not doing the work. No, you're being lazy mm-hmm. and you're just, you're just taking them. Uh, what was it? Where's my prime video? Um, uh, I don't know what it was. 
I deleted a bunch of shit off of here, so. I still have a whole bunch of shit that I've bookmarked that I'm probably never going to watch again. <laughs> <laughs> but the one day you delete it all is the next day you're going to need it. Uh, yeah. Where did I put that? Amazon yeah. Prime, I, I feel, is really good at... Um, recommending things that I saw as a child or as a young adult that I really enjoyed. And I'm like, Oh, I'm going to watch that again. And nostalgia has not been good to me. Mm. Like I'll watch something and be like, how the fuck did I like this as a kid? But they do it all the time. Like, like there's been so many things I've started and stopped that I'm just like, okay, I can't. And they keep getting stuff like the one thing I will say is it takes a little work on Amazon prime to find something. Yeah, it does. Like the suggested for you or what to watch next is like, you might've like thought something would be good. So you watched it and, or started to watch it. And now it just keeps popping up as, do you want to continue? Yep. No, there's a reason I haven't turned it back on for six months. Right. And, and if you watch like two things that are like, say sci-fi, then that's all the recommendations. Yep. And then I start looking through other things and I'm like, Oh no, they have this now. And like, why am I not watching this? So it, it's a really weird system that they got in place. Mm. Bizarre. So what have you been watching this week? Anything new and exciting? Um, what did I watch this week? I'm still on Orphan Black. Um, trudging my way through that. Like, very sadly. (laughs) I'm not keeping (laughs) up with that at all. Um, um, I'm trying to think of what I watched this week. Uh, did you watch Expanse? I did watch The Expanse. There's an awful lot of yelling in this episode. <laughs> I, I I feel like um I feel like they're they are focusing on the wrong characters. Um okay. I I don't know how to say this nicely. I don't like Naomi. Yeah. I, I, I did when she was more of a peripheral character. Yes. But this whole season where now you're seeing her ex-husband and her son and that whole struggle. And it's kind of like, eh, exactly. Like, and then you've got her former girlfriend who's still popping up because they're, she's on the salvage ship with the other guy. Oh, the, the one with like the black eyes, the one who sounds Russian. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. When she was, when she's part of the crew and she's solving problems, I, I like Naomi mm-hmm. when I guess it started last season when they went to the planet and she couldn't walk on the planet cause she's a belter and the gravity right. wasn't right and whatever. Yep. They started to make this rift between her and the other characters. 
And I don't know if that's intentional. I don't know if there's something going on where, um, like in the books, this is going to lead somewhere to some redemption or something. But since last season, I have not liked her character. And mm-hmm. I would much rather watch Amos and I would much rather watch, um, um, uh, uh, Alex, the, the dude on the little tiny ship. Um, Alex. Oh yeah. Yeah. The, the, the Iranian from Texas, the, the pilot guy. Yeah. 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 I, I would much rather watch him and Bobby than Naomi. And this mm-hmm. episode was a lot of Naomi trying to fix the thing so that, and a lot of solo scenes. Yeah. And it's like, Mm, you're wasting a lot of valuable time. Yeah. I mean, I love this show. I think it's the best, the best sci-fi on television. Mm -hmm. I think that this episode in particular was not a good episode. How are they going to fix it? You know, it's, it's like they're writing themselves into a, into a corner. I mean, I almost thought they were just going to let her blow up with the ship. Well, that's what I felt. I felt like they were, they were getting ready to sacrifice her character mm-hmm. and that this was her final hurrah of you're going to get all the screen time and um, that you'll blow up with the ship and that'll be it. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's where we're going or not, but they need to get there. Yeah. Because these seasons are way too short to waste as much time on. And there's so much they have to now repair. Yeah. You know, Earth has been attacked. They've got the the, the Stargate that they're trying to colonize other planets through. It's like, you know, there's still the rift between the, the Belters and the, what are they called? The, 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 uh, the inners. Earthers? The Inners. The Inners. The Innies and the Outies. <laughs> so, yeah, it's like, okay, and you've spread your cast out so far it's like what are we on like episode five six for this season eight eight there's there's only only two left there's only two left and then there's 10 next year yeah and that's it yeah that's a lot to resolve yep and i don't know how you do that I, i don't know how they do that within this this time frame that they have left. And I mean, I'll give it, I'll, I'll, I'll put my faith in the writers because they've told a hell of a story so far. I just, I, like I said last time, I don't like when they split up these casts like this. Mm-hmm. Um, I would much rather see those people on the Rosinante solving a problem together that's when the show works best for me. Mm-hmm. An hour of Naomi just isn't it, man. Well, and it feels like there's a bunch of spinoffs. Yeah. You know, it, it was some tight storytelling with, you know, a, a common purpose and they were all together. Even, you know, like, like you mentioned before the season when they were on the uh, space station, they were separate, but they were still in the same place more or less. Right. So this season's just been weird for me. Yeah, I mean it's it's been hit and miss this season for sure, but mm-hmm. um I I really like like 
even though they're apart, I really like um, watching like Amos. Mm-hmm. I really like that actor. I I can't remember seeing him in anything else. I haven't seen him in anything else either, but he he looks very familiar. Yeah, and and he's a great actor, and he and he embodies that character really well. Mm-hmm. And um, I like Holden. Um, and I like I like Alex and all that. Mm-hmm. I just would rather see them together at this point, and I don't see them coming together by the end of the season. Well, Alex is close. Hopefully, <laughs> yeah, it's going to be interesting to see where this goes, and if the ending of the season is going to alienate most of their audience who aren't going to wait another year for new episodes. <laughs> uh, so the guy who played Amos was in West- the hunger game, hunger games movies. Yeah. He was one of the other kids. Yeah. It uh, looks like in two of them mocking J part one and part two, I guess that's the last two. Uh, it's been such a long time. Uh, since hunger games. Yeah. Cause number two was girl on fire. Okay. And then three was the one was Deathly Hallows. It was cut in half. (laughs) Hunger Games, Deathly Hallows, Maze Runner. Yeah, there you go. It's all the same movie. Pretty much. Uh, He was in Tenet, the the, uh, Christopher Nolan film as SWAT 3. So it probably wasn't a big film, a big part. Mm -hmm. I watched Tenet. I can't tell you that I saw him at all. Okay. So I don't I don't remember. Hmm. Uh other than that he was he hasn't done a whole lot that we would have seen him in. Mhm. But I mean all you need is one good um role and then you're set. Mhm. So your series gets canceled. So, well, yeah. <laughs> but he had that happen here and then it got picked up by Amazon. Hmm. And what has Naomi done? Let's see. Uh, the Expanse. She's done some video game voiceover work. Mm. She was in Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. Okay. As Or number one. Ooh, big part. Yeah. Uh, and that's pretty much all you would have known her from. Hmm. So I think she started out as a dancer though. I think she was, she was a dancer turned actress. Cause you know, that's the career path. Sure. I guess. Get your foot in the door. <laughs> that's all then, it takes. Get your foot in the door. Let's see. Alex, the expanse, how to get away with murder. He was on. Uh, he was the voice of Ra's al Ghul in Batman versus Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Apparently, uh, he was on Archer for an episode. He did a couple of episodes of Star Wars: The Clone Wars. Okay, uh, he's been around for a while. Jeez. He's wow. He's got a lot of creds. Hmm. 
He started in 1992. He's like the oldest one on the show. Is he really? I think so. But how old is he? Is he in his 40s? I mean, he hasn't looked that old. Uh, he is 54. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, black don't crack. He's not black. <laughs> He's not even American. He's Canadian. He's Canadian. He is. Oh, he was on. He was on Blood and Treasure. I liked that show. What was that about? It was like an Indiana Jones, Da Vinci Code kind of thing. Oh. Star Trek continues. Yeah, I I think that was a fan film thing though. Oh, was it? I think so. I think that was like the the weird like they tried to remake the original show and it had Grant Imahara as Sulu. Oh, okay. I think that's what that was. Okay. Yeah, I mean, so the the star Stephen Strait, he's only 34. Mm-hmm. He plays Holden. And I think everybody else is younger, so he's like old man on the show. Wow. West- well, the the uh, the uh, what's her job title? The Iranian woman. Uh, yeah. She's got to be sixties. Uh, she is sixty-eight. Wow, that's okay. That's older than I thought. Yeah, so she's like the oldest, followed by um, Cass Ambar. This is he's got he a was, sci-fi name, man. One. He's good in Rogue One. Can't wait for a spinoff. Cass Ambar, <laughs> that's his name. That that is a true that is a true sci-fi name. Mm-hmm. Let's see, how old was Thomas Jane? Tom, Thomas Jane is 51. So, yeah, I mean, this dude was older than him, so. Okay. Good for him. It all works out. That's right. Naomi Chick is 32. Wow. The only other thing I think that I've been watching is Penn and Teller Fool Us. Oh, see, I haven't caught up on that. I got three episodes on my DVR watch. That's why I like. I was like, oh yeah, that's on now. So they moved it to Fridays, which was mm-hmm. weird. So like, I've I've just been watching like the past weeks, and they're they're all COVID friendly now. Like, there's no yeah. audience. There's a there's a giant monitor behind them with people on it. Did you watch WandaVision? I did. It's getting weird. So there was a report that um, the press was only sent the first three episodes because shit gets crazy in episode four, apparently. Okay. So now that we're on the cusp of that, I think you're going to see more 
um, more of sword and more of like what is actually going on mm. as opposed to like the sitcom thing. But I mean, yeah, I mean, it, it, it got very dark in this episode, but I love that they went and whether they simulated it or they found old cameras or whatever, it looks like a seventies TV show. Mm-hmm. It looks like the Brady Bunch. They, they basically, um, are under this thing of like, if you're going to do powers, you make it look like how a seventies TV show would have shown those powers. Right. As opposed to like the modern equivalent of whatever that is. So I really enjoy that. I enjoyed that. Like the house was a backwards Brady bunch house. And that like, you could see the stairs were, were definitely Brady bunch and like mm-hmm. the, the other side of the house was supposed to be the Brady bunch and stuff. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm ready to find out more answers to questions instead of more questions. Mm-hmm. But um, I I do think we're on the cusp of that. I mean, we're we're definitely heading somewhere with the 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 one girl who remembered that Quicksilver was killed by Ultron suddenly gets kicked out of. Well, that is the neighborhood or whatever. That is Monica Rambeau, which is um, the little girl from Captain Marvel. Yes. She is now grown up and she's working for sword mm-hmm. and she's been sucked into this. So I'm the fact that she gets shot out within like the seventies clothing mm-hmm. makes me wonder whether or not she knows who she really is. Mm. Um, whether whoever gets sucked in there gets kind of like brainwashed. Cause I feel like there's only a couple of people that really know what's going on. And you don't know if they are really aware that they know what's going on yeah. or if they kind of have like these half remembered memories because it's like the neighbor, the neighbor who is cutting through the stone wall. Uh, yeah. That was really weird. Yeah. And I was really hoping that like they were going to explain that. And then there was the girl from the last episode, uh, Emma Caulfield's character mm-hmm. when, um, She's talking to Wanda and Wanda says, I'm not going to hurt you. And she says, I don't really believe that. Yeah. There, there's definitely hints of uh, Wanda knows. Wanda knows what's going on for sure. Yeah. Like she, she is fully aware that, um, of what she is doing. And when Monica says to her, your, your brother was killed by Ultron. Mm hmm the cracks are starting to show. Yeah. And now they're saying that I don't know how much of the comic books you've read, but the house of M, which is the big X-Men story Mm -hmm. that they're kind of taking some of this off of. And at the end, Scarlet, Witch gets rid of all the mutants and they're thinking this is going to be the way that they bring them in. Oh, okay. She's going, that she's going to will mutants into existence. Interesting. Which is an interesting take on it, but like I like the whole Magneto World War II thing. Mm-hmm. So I'm hoping that they don't completely like mess the timeline up. Yeah. I'd rather have them on a different multiverse Earth. Okay. Than, uh, than like um, 
just her willing them into existence because I think that history kind of needs to be there. Well, it's interesting you say that because um, in some of the speculation, they talk about her outfit. Okay. And and it's got a big X on her chest. Oh, yeah, it does, doesn't it? And then the uh, um, the commercial for the Hydra bath. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a comment in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. where Coulson talks about the blue soap. And he says, you know that blue soap everybody uses? Well, Hydra pumped it full of chemicals. Okay. So it's like, hmm, okay, maybe we're going to bring everything together. That, Like the, the chemicals in there are going to force some mutations type thing? Or something like that, yeah. Hmm, okay. I mean, I would definitely love to see everything on one reality. Mm-hmm. Um, but the way that they set, they've set up this universe, I don't necessarily think they can do that. Cause mutants, even, even in the X-Men movies, people know about mutants as far back as like the sixties. Right. Well, th- some people are talking that, the Westview where they're living may be like a prison for all magic users. Okay. So this may be somewhere that, that um, Scarlet Witch has been kind of sentenced to. And she's Hmm. trying to, um, you know, work her way out of this, this groundhog's day or whatever you want to call it. I mean, I could, I could kind of see that from the standpoint of, um, like there seems to be a lot of a lot of things pointing to Mephisto mm-hmm. showing up and I can kind of see if it was some kind of prison or something mm-hmm. uh, that would definitely another explain theory is that like everybody in the town is dead except for Wanda oh that'd be dark yeah that'd be super dark because there was a zombie story arc in the comics but the other thing is it's like we haven't really officially been told vision is dead we're assuming that what we know you know since thanos went back in time and he took the mind stone and you know we we're inferring that we know he's dead but maybe he's not so paul bettany gave an interview i don't remember if it was last week or the week before mm-hmm. where Kevin Feige had said that he was going to be in Endgame. Yes. And that it was going to be a scene that directly set up this TV show of Wanda breaking into um, the morgue where they were keeping Vision's body. Mm-hmm. And basically taking him with her to this yep. place. Okay. So if she's able to make him alive again, they're saying that he will be alive at the end. Like the the speculation I saw was that she has brought him back to life through her powers. Okay. He won't have the, the mind stone obviously, but he will be a version of vision. Um, 
And that's how they're going to be able to keep him around in future movies. Hmm. Yeah, I thought it was funny in that interview. He talks about how he was disappointed that he wasn't in Endgame because he was looking forward to that revenue sharing. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That was that was exactly the one. Yeah. Well, that's what happens when you're a British character actor. <laughs> Chris uh, Evans gets all the money. Yep. Bizarre. Yeah, and then I guess uh, they called him to a meeting, and he basically walked in there and said, hey, I just wanted to say it was great to work with you guys. And they're like, wait, are you quitting? And he was like, no, are you firing me? And they're like, no. <laughs> and he was like, oh, then what did you want to talk to me about? And they're like, we want you to do a TV show. I I just think that the Marvel cast has grasped the whole TV show thing better than, say, the Star Wars people. Oh, Yeah. Because the Star Wars cast is still pretty <laughs> arrogant. I will only do it if I need to buy another house. Okay, fuck you. Yeah. Guess what? Five more years, nobody's gonna remember your ass. <laughs> yep. The next wave will come, and you'll be you'll be crawling back to Disney, being like, "What can I do?" Mm-hmm. Especially if like Disney Plus really takes off with the Star Wars stuff. Oh yeah. And in the way they're talking and like it really becomes successful. I think you'll see some attitudes change. It's not just going to be Diego Luna being like, yeah, sure. I'll do something else mm-hmm. because look at you and McGregor. I mean, there was a point when you and McGregor, I feel like he was done with star Wars. Sure. And he was going to move on and his career didn't really pan out the way he wanted it to. And he got nostalgic and they said, well, do you want to come back and do this? And he said, yeah, sure. Mm -hmm. Because if you look at some of the like uh, Graham Norton interviews that he's done in the past, he's he liked that he did Star Wars, but he was ready to do other things. Yeah. And I think now it's more of, well, here's something that you can do. Just like Hayden Christensen, I think. Yeah. Hayden Christensen. Well, they come done. around yeah. when suddenly their career is over. Yeah. And I think I want to say that Hayden um, basically had left acting for a while hmm. and then decided that he was he wanted to come back. And they said, hey, you want to do some more Star Wars? And he said, yes. I mean, good for him, but you know. yeah, sure. Yeah, good times. <sighs> All right. You got anything else for this week? Uh, I did watch the first episode of Batwoman season two. Oh, you're brave. And I'm not sure how long I'm going to last. <laughs> Um, it starts with a convenient plane crash where the new girl finds Kate's armor. So was Kate supposedly on the plane? Yes. Okay. But Alice is still there. And it starts off with fake Bruce Wayne showing up at, at Wayne Enterprises. And it ends with him being dead. What? It's like, well, there's a fucking wasted character. 
So they just got yeah, this rid of is Hutch. all about this is all about stealing. Yeah, gone. Was all about stealing kryptonite because kryptonite would be able to penetrate the armor. Um, what? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I don't know how long it's going to last. And you know, the father is still in it. The ex-girlfriend is still in it. Um, you know, they're starting to find out that Kate was Batwoman, but then Batwoman's still around. So I don't know. I don't think they know where they're going. I think they should have just taken it and it's, you know, it's five years later, 10 years later and start a new story. So, um, do they explain? So, so there's a plane crash and this chick comes along the plane crash and finds the suit. Mm-hmm. And how does she end but, up in like the back cave? Um, because she gets tracked by Luke. Okay. Lucius Fox's son. Uh-huh. And he starts talking to her and, um, they basically track her down and they kind of explain who and what she is. Um, yeah, it's, it was, it's a real stretch. Wow. It's a real stretch. Wow. Ruby Rose really fucked them, didn't she? Yeah. Yeah. But they haven't found the body yet. So maybe she'll come back. No, she won't. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I don't know how Alice is going to work without Kate. And you had this huge setup for Hush, and now he's dead. That surprises me. But I mean, yeah. I guess, I guess when you set it up to do a storyline, and then you take away the major character and you now have to backdoor another version of Batwoman. Yeah. And like, I'm, I'm assuming fake Bruce Wayne is dead because the new Batgirl fights with him and she punches off his Bruce Wayne face. <laughs> okay. So I don't know if we're going to see it, you know, the beginning of the next episode, Alice and her people picking him up and refit, you know, repairing him or whatever. But, uh, yeah, I don't. I, mm. Yeah, that's fucked up. They should turn it into a anthology, and every season be a different incarnation of a Batwoman. Of if you have to go down that route, Batwoman or Batman or Robin or Batgirl or. You know, but it's totally, totally self-contained within that season. You know, now that they have axed the um, the crossovers and the event type bullshit mm -hmm. with the CW, they really should consider that. Because yeah. if they don't have to keep continuity with any other show. It could be like American Horror Story. Yeah. You know, you can even have certain characters coming back. You know, maybe you start aging out Luke and, you know, I don't know. Or do, do like when Bruce Wayne was there. Sure. Go back Batman. in time. Yeah. Go back in time sure, and, back in time. and show him 
and all and lead up glory. to when he left when he left Gotham. Yeah. Sure. Why are we not in charge, man? I don't know. I don't know. It's a missed opportunity for them. I mean, I feel like they want to save face and they're they're trying like we're going to make this work. It doesn't matter. It's Batwoman, blah blah blah. But at the same time, they they need to like like do something new. I I I mean, the first season of Batwoman wasn't that great either. No. So, you know, it's it's already in the future of when Gotham was. So at that point, we have the costume characters. So why the hell didn't you just go over the top with Alice? Right. You know, let them be a, you know, a, a future evolved version of that character. But and why are there no other like costumed villains mm-hmm. running around or heroes or heroes? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it can't be that, you know, you would think that if Bruce has, has abandoned the city, then, um, that villains would have, would have run, run rampant. Yeah. You know, it would have been like a Joel Schumacher situation where the villains are like totally over the fucking top. <laughs> I mean, and and the first crossover that Batwoman appeared in was very cool because they show the inside of Arkham and the um, and like the property room, and they had gotten props from all of the different like Batman movies and stuff mm-hmm. to show that like Batman had had cleaned up the city and all that shit, and that was cool. Um, but. Yeah, if if he's gone, if Batman's gone, then there's that power vacuum, and then there really should have been like more outrageous. Even if it's not like mainstream, like the Joker and all that kind of shit, there there could mm-hmm. have been like a like a Batman Beyond thing where like um, the city's being overrun by a, a a gang that take their inspiration from the Joker. Sure. You know, and do it that way. And then they're having Mm -hmm. to fight, you know, Batwoman's having to fight a bunch of Jokers. Right. That kind of shit. Uh, It's, it's all that. They need to hire us. That's all there is to it. I don't want to, this, it makes me sound terrible and I don't want to sound terrible, but (laughs) they were so fixated on having a, a, a lesbian character, a gay main character in one of the CW shows Mm -hmm. that they looked past the potential and focused on that. Yep. And it's now bit them in the ass. And you know, how long until this version of Batwoman starts dating the ex-girlfriend of Ruby Rose just so that they can all stay connected. And I don't know. Yeah. It should be about the story, not about the agenda. Mm-hmm. I'm all look. I'm all for for equal um, distribution of the characters and like having a gay superhero so that that people can relate to that. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Like I've got no problem with that, but that shouldn't be the focus. Yeah, it's, totally. It's just part of her being. Like that's that's it. Yep. You don't call attention to well, it. It's just how she is. Yep. 
like all of that shit in the first season where she got kicked out of military school or whatever that was for being a lesbian, like mm-hmm. just don't, don't even hit on it. It didn't help with her story. No, no, just, Hey, she's, she's got a girlfriend who cares. Yeah. Moving on. It's just accepted. Yeah. Yep. Very, very much the way that Sarah Lance was portrayed in Arrow and um, Legends of Tomorrow. Um, or um, Frozone. Captain Cold. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Like, yeah, it was it was it. That was just the thing that that's who he was. Yeah. But then they they turned it into no, it's got to be main character and the main point of the story. And it's like, no. It's not why people are reading comic books. That's not not why people are watching comic book shows. Right. I mean, did you unless, watch... Unless your character is a gay superhero fighting gay-themed battles. <laughs> Seriously. You know, that there's, you know, that there's some big drag queen <laughs> joker or, you know, and it's, you know, there's, there's a, a mind drug that makes people straight you know i mean things on that storyline right it's not ser- the that aspect of the personality is not serving the story no no not at all you know it's like it's a black cat a black um batwoman okay that's who she is moving right. on right yeah i mean you watched um you watch the Watchmen TV show, right? No, no, you've oh really? You've never seen that? No, I haven't watched it. Nope. Oh, okay. There's th- they handled characters and sexuality and all the things that we're harping on this for in a much better way. Mm-hmm. And they didn't call attention to it. It was just the way that the the story was written, right? And you just dealt with it and. I would much prefer that than what they're doing, what they did. Like I'm the, I haven't watched it and any of that. I mean, they, yeah. they put out the new trailer for flash the next season. And I was just like, yeah, I think I'm done with flash. Cause none of that seems interesting. Yeah. Which really sucks uh, because I liked the flash. Like I think they need to spin off gorilla grod. <laughs> uh, I think one of the things that I saw online was that how wasted a character Cisco is now. Oh yeah. And like, it's like, it felt like they were writing him off, but then he didn't leave. Yeah. That, well, that's what they were saying. They said as soon as, as he decided to take the serum and get rid of his powers, that they didn't know what to do with him anymore. So he's now just a background character. Mm-hmm. And that's a shame because he was the best part of the first two seasons. Yeah. I mean, there were so many good parts to those two, those first two seasons. And like, it's a shame that they just can't keep up with that stuff. Mm -hmm. It gets stagnant. Yeah. And, and with that, they tried that whole, like moving Iris to the forefront and, Mm -hmm. and like making it more about the team. Why? Exactly. It's not, it's not team flash. It's the flash. Did she have, did she have a huge following that that was warranted? The same thing with, uh, Joe's girlfriend. Yeah. You know, Oh, now she's got powers. It was one of those. I, I truly feel it was one of those things that like 
they were getting flack from people that the women were not being written well. And the knee jerk reaction was to overwrite them mm-hmm. because they had always said that, that Candace Pattinson in the Pat Pattinson, is that her last name? The chick that plays Iris. Mm-hmm. Um, she was really underutilized in the first couple of seasons and they really didn't know what to do with her. And then all of a sudden they put her on this path. And when, um, the flash says to her, well, I'm the flash. And she says, no, we're the flash. Everybody mm-hmm. was like, Oh, okay, we're done. Yeah. Like, I, I, I don't know what they're thinking. Like, Supporting characters are just that. Yes, exactly. You know, and stop trying to make them be the main focus. Right. And you can have strong female characters in in shows as like the Mandalorian has shown us. Mm-hmm. And not have to kowtow to the people that are like, this isn't female centric enough. Sure. Well, it's it's a comic book TV show. Who buys the majority of comic books? Right. Young, young guys. Mm-hmm. Socially awkward guys. Look at the women in comic books. Yeah. Look at the way they're drawn. And you tell me like how, how Iris is a representation of that. Mm-hmm. She's not. It's like they have this grand plan that they're going to like correct the sins of the past it's like, no, just keep moving forward. Yeah. But don't change the product so much that nobody wants it anymore. Right. And that's what they're doing. It's they're, new. Co- it's new Coke. They're driving people away. And now the, all the shows are ending because. Mm-hmm. Although I will say, did you watch the Superman and Lois trailer? That came out? Mm, no. They, they released one this week for the new show. Okay. And I guess it takes place in the future because the their their sons are like teenagers. Okay. Um and it seems like this is the story of Clark wrestling with being Superman and being a parent to teenage boys. And I kind of dug the trailer. I was like, "All right, this might be something that I watch." Okay. Um you know, if if they start like going off in weird directions, though, I have no qualms about being like, all right, this ain't for me anymore. But it's it's it must be set somewhere in the future because they are literally like, like they're they're asking him about Superman. But they're the same age as they were when they did the crossovers. I thought they were like just they born in the crossover. No, 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 no. Lois and Clark. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's, you know, they're now 15 years old. However, neither one of the parents is aged. Right, exactly. I guess Smallville has a lot of good Botox doctors. <laughs> Look, I'm, I'm I'm super excited that, like, DC is cool with having a Superman on TV on a full-time basis. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, in the movies and stuff like th- they've come a long way since that whole like you can't have one on TV and one on. In right. Mm-hmm. But 
Um, it, the, all that stuff is weird when they're like, okay, well, we're just going to throw this into the future and see what happens. Here's hoping. The tagline on Internet Movie Database is follow the world's most famous superhero and comic book's most famous journalist as they deal with all the stress, pressure, and complexities that come with being working parents in today's society. That doesn't tell me on the show at all. <laughs> so I'm hoping it's better than that. Uh, do they say... Um, Jonathan and Jordan Kent and Jonathan looks like he's in his 20s and Jordan why does Jordan look like a little boy come on oh Dylan Walsh is in this who is he he was on uh, Nip Tuck Oh, the son. No. No, he wasn't no. there. One of the doctors. Oh, he was the the not the, the male... less evil of the less evil of the two. Yeah, not the male whore. The other one. The other one, who was a whore in his own right. Well, yeah, he became a whore, but not in the beginning. I mean, he did his mother-in-law for Christ's sake. Oh. There's a show that I don't know whether or not I should do a rewatch for, but. I, it was too disturbing for me the first time. And by the time it ended, I just hated all of the characters. <laughs> I had no compassion for anybody on that goddamn show. Yeah, it was one like, of those I feel sorry for Liz because poor Liz was, was being, you know, abused and taken advantage of. And, you know, she was a doctor in her own right. But, you know, she, I, but by the end, I was like, you know what? You've, you've bought into this shit. <laughs> so good luck. I mean, they did a hundred episodes of Nip Tuck. I don't know if I can do a rewatch of that. Wow. That's a lot. Roma Mafia. Mm. She was the, the murderer. No, she was no. the sister of the murderer. The slasher? Yes. Wasn't that her? Yeah. I think so. Oh, good times. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Where's this the son? Okay. Uh, the son from Nip Tuck. Yeah. yeah. I saw him on something fairly recently. He looks like he's doing How to Get Away with Murder. Mm, I don't know if that was it. Uh, John Hensley. Yeah. He's got such a weird face. He does. He's got like a five head. It's not a forehead. It's bigger. <laughs> oh, maybe I haven't seen him in anything recently. <laughs> Looking back at these shows, the, it's like, yeah, I'm not. Oh, the mentalist. No, nope. no, no. Nope. NCIS, New Orleans, Sons of Anarchy, Longmire. I, I remember him on Sons of Anarchy. Okay. 
CSI, the original. I really feel like like Sons of Anarchy threw him that bone because it was um, FX, mm-hmm. and they were just like, "All right, well, you're on a, you were on a groundbreaking FX show. Come on, you can be on one episode." Oh, good times. All right. You got anything else for this week? Uh, No. No? All right. If you want to get in touch with us, you can always send us an email at info at dancemonkeypodcast.com. You can follow us on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube. Let us know you're listening. So until next week, this is Chris. This is John. Have a good week. The mask goes over your nose, asshole.